is your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. everybody welcome back to another episode of the mortal Kombat fantasy football podcast i'm your host ryan wolke joined here with my co-host chris schneider owner of the grand poobahs did i say this is the fantasy roast or did i fuck this up this is the fantasy roast i'm the owner of the tupac wookies i don't think i mentioned either one of those you'd think by week two of the playoffs that i would have the intro down but once again i fuck it up Chris, it's welcome to the... It's, it's, uh, thank you, thank you. It's not been your year, so uh, I don't expect you to get it right. But uh, happy to be here. We're back in the final four. We already knew this last week. Tenth time in 11 years. Pretty damn good. But this might be our toughest time yet. Yeah, there's some uh, really fun matchups this week in the final four. I mean, so it really probably more of the engaging people in the league besides Bryce are in the final four. Um, some more of the seasoned fantasy football players this year. We got two legends of the league in the final four in the Kraken and the Poobahs. We've got two newcomers of the league, one returning, I guess one newcomer in the final four. It's just a really good matchup on both sides. I think of the bracket. Yeah, I mean, we have, uh, out of the four teams that have made it, we have the three winningest teams based off winning percentage in league history. Uh, Grand Poobah is number one in winning percentage. Uh, the Team Raiden is number two in all-time winning percentage. And then the Kraken are three. Uh, we have seven of the ten championships uh, in, in, in uh, Mortal Kombat history. Uh, Justin's been to, I believe, two title games, um, and and then we have Bryce who rebounds from a four and eight season in year one. He goes seven and six, uh, and and seven and six, despite the fact that on his team right now he doesn't have any of his first five picks uh, via trades or injuries. Really has been decimated across the board, and yet he's still hanging in there. Um, just overall a great job. Probably coach of the year if we had the award would go to Bryce. Yeah, I think so too. Coach manager of the year, whatever. If you had worst coach manager of the year, it would definitely be let's me. Just, Absolutely. Let's just do it. Let's give the best one. Let's give it to Bryce right now. Okay, fine. Bryce, congratulations yeah, co- coach on being coach of the year. Coach, of the, coach year. of the year. Yep. Made some the great di- acquisitions. The, di- the Ditko Award. The Ditko Award. There you go. That's that's great. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Well, looking forward to talking a little bit about the final four a little bit further in the episode. Um, this is the second biggest moment of the year. Next week is going to be our the most fun episode of the year. It's going to be our extended version, our live version, uh, college game live. day style, uh, just like last year. And um, we're going to have some really fun segments put together. So with that, you know, let's do a quick recap on the first round of the playoffs. Um, and get that over with. So do you think we should just start um, with just the winner's bracket and just do that? Or do you just want to say how bad the losers are? What do you think, Chris? 
Let, let's go right into the losers uh, real quick. Okay. We'll, we'll just fly through. Uh, quick losers recap. Um, again, don't pay attention to the app, guys. It's Tyler. not right. Tyler, Tyler talking to you. Tyler, don't uh, pay now, attention to, to the app. To be fair to Tyler, to be fair to Tyler, since we changed the playoff format, he hadn't missed the playoffs until this year. He had a five consecutive seasons in the playoffs, which was second longest streak in Mortal Kombat. Uh, until this year so kudos to Ty we'll give him that one um, but we're doing the bird plan so this first week was 7 versus 10 8 versus 9 and what a week it was 7 versus 10 HMD 107-1 Tupac of Wookiees 106-0 with a last second field goal by Justin Tucker to seal the win put the commission in the win column fresh off a bullshit man of the year award He's 1-0, the, the Tupac of Wookiees, 0-1. Yeah, and uh, just like me, very uh, parallel with the coaching and managing that I did all year, I started a guy that had COVID. So uh, I deserved that loss, <laughs> and uh, I'm on my way to uh, win in the forest. So uh, if I don't pick it up here, I, I could certainly be well on my way. Second matchup was uh, Mean Machine Second. versus Coke Can, right? Yeah, Mean Machine versus Cocan. Uh, Tyler versus Danny. Tyler had thought he had beat Matt by 0.7. Turns out he loses to Danny by 12. Uh, 119.6 to 107.8. A little flashback to last year when Tyler got screwed on every game, but now Tyler's going to be 0 1. Danny 1 0. So heading into week two, we're going to have the two 0 1s versus the two 1 0s. And it's really going to formulate a, a solid view on who could potentially win the forest. Yeah, absolutely, and also want to highlight the fact that every team in the losers bracket put up over a hundred points in scoring, including mine, which has only happened Blasted like three other times. Yes, uh, actually, out of the eight active teams, seven of them cleared a hundred points, and uh, the lowest scoring team was Ryan. Then it was the Texas Gunslingers, uh, but the two highest scoring teams did come out of the winners bracket, which is a nice little segue into. The wild card weekend. Grand Poobah is the one seed. Team Raiden, the two seed. Both are on buys. We had uh, in, uh, two solid matchups. And maybe a good time to flash back to my predictions last week. And last week, uh, starting with the six versus the three seed. Three seed Kraken against the six seed Shockers. I said that Boris was going to shock the world and clear 70 points in a blowout loss. The prediction was 135 to 72. The outcome was 144 to 76. Doubled up on. Absolutely doubled up on. on. Looks more doubled up than Danny's double chin. And I'll tell you what, the Shockers did not deserve to be in the playoffs and they showed it again. And I I mean, at this point... they really honestly shouldn't even play for fifth place or whatever they're yeah. playing for because they don't we, deserve we it. We should just put, yeah. They need, we need to swap Matt in for Forrest is what we need to do for the rest of the playoffs. I mean, you know, if, if it's not a horrible argument to make at this point, just such a disappointing, um, just such a disappointing year for Forrest. And we all knew this was cut. We all knew Alex was going to put up a ridiculous number uh, Derrick Henry returning to playoff form had 35 points. Um, 
Alex's team fired on all cylinders. This is a, a team everybody should be afraid of. I'm so glad he got the three seed, not the four seed. Um, uh, and and so he moves on to play team rating. Really, just like on the- honestly, back to four. It's like just very parallel with his life in general. Like, I mean, just lucking out and getting in the winners yeah. bracket with no skill at all. Like. Talk about yeah. growing up with a wealthy family with the spoon up your ass and no skill and then just being rich all of a sudden. It's just very parallel with the playoffs. So no congratulations to Forrest on life or fantasy football. On the other side, we had the Tiger Kings versus the Gunslingers. The prediction was 103 to 102. It was during Monday Night Football at halftime, 106.6 to 106.4. But Stefan Diggs shows up. The Tiger Kings run away with it in the second half. 121-7 to 106-6. I go two for two on these. The Tiger Kings move on to the first Final Four. They get the Grand Poobahs, and they look pretty fucking good in their playoff debut. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, the Texas Gunslingers go down, so I don't have to hate Jared anymore. I love you, Jared. Jared, we can be friends again. You probably don't like me anymore with as much shit as I talked all year. But... Finally, you lose. Finally, I can be a fan of Jared again. And uh, I'm rooting for Bryce. Bryce is, uh, I think I'm going to be riding the coattails of Bryce for the rest of the, the fantasy playoffs. I am a Tiger Kings fan from here forward. Hashtag raw. Rawr. Rawr. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. What do you do with a master's degree in art history? You get a nose ring and pour coffee for a living. Pour it on now. Why is it called a latte? Maybe because it costs a latte. And it takes a latte time to make. A whole lot of latte. Someone ordered a cappuccino? Step aside. Let the man who works the milk former take over. Step aside. Sure, you charge five bucks for a cup of coffee. It's putting that tip jar out that takes real guts. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, guru of the ground roast. It's not the caffeine that gives us the buzz. It's you. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop. Bud Light Beer at Isaac Bush for Collins, Colorado. All right, and so now it is time for our playoff weekly uh, segment, Liquor of the Week. We don't have a song for this, but uh, Chris, what you got sipping this morning? This uh, this wow, I'm already drunk tonight. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to start this drink, take a sniff. Um, you know the uh, song for this. Go ahead and cue the music. Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Okay. What's the... Uh, my liquor of the week is a pretty uh, tried and true. It is Dewar's uh, White Label, blended scotch whiskey, true scotch. Uh, this is, uh, I think it's like a, like a $15 bottle of scotch. I like, or actually, Dewar's might be 22 I like Dewar's because it's cheaper. It does the job. Uh, so I got this on the rocks. Cold as a mountain stream, smooth as its name. Um, it's, it's very flavorful, packs a real punch. 
it's further than most scotches, but it, it definitely, you know, it's, you know, you're drinking some real shit. And I love scotch. Uh, I love scotch, scotch, scotch. Scotchy scotch. Um, I don't really know who to compare this to. Uh, we don't compare too many uh, liquors uh, in the league to, I feel like, um, Tyler gets overlooked, so we'll give it to Tyler. He's the doers <laughs> of the league. He's cheap. Um, he's pretty straightforward. He's white. Doers. He's white. His white label. Uh, he might be the pastiest guy in the league. Uh, and he gets it. Well, outside of you, you're pretty much pasty. We actually could make a whole division based off of like people who are the whiter ones, because like we got some, we got some white people. Like, <laughs> uh, like some people that get burns, not tans. Um, but this is the Tyler. It's it's my favorite scotch, which um, Tyler's one of my favorite people in the league, and uh, it's an honest scotch. Tyler's an honest guy, uh, hardworking, and uh, really just no real flaws. And so, uh, Tyler, you're the doers of the league. It's a compliment. Nice. Well, congrats, Tyler. That's uh, quite the compliment there, coming from the Grand Poobahs. My liquor of the week is going to be, uh, it's a Barstool Sports collaboration. Uh, If you listen to their podcasts, um, it's from uh, Ryan Whitney, um, who is on their Spit and Chicklets. It's their hockey podcast, Um, but it's called Pink Whitney. Uh, It is a new Amsterdam pink lemonade flavored vodka. Um, So it it is pink in uh, color. Um, it has on the bottle, it says, obviously, bar stools all over it. Um, it says, what a legend. Um, not a big deal is listed there. 30% alcohol by volume and five times distilled. Um, this liquor is going to be, let's, let's taste it here. Even though I've been tasting it all, I'll show. This is, this shit is delicious. It's, it's absolutely amazing, honestly. Um, and I don't feel like a pussy for drinking it because it's got hockey players all over it and it's it's made with a collaboration of a hockey player when it has spitting chiclets. It's talking about kicking people's teeth out on the bottle. So um, this, uh, this liquor has the pink theme. Um, you know, this, this person kind of has the attitude of, of not a, it's not a big deal. And nothing's ever really that big of a deal. Um, it, the, the bottle has a note that says, What a legend. And the fact that it's five times distilled. And he had a baby girl this year, so his year is pink-themed. He's going for his fifth championship this year. He is a legend of the league. And he is probably the most laissez-faire, chill, not-a-big-deal guy in the league. This is the Chris Schneider Grand Poobahs of Liquors. Hashtag Pink Whitney. All right, and with the final four set, we're going to interview two former Mortal Kombat champions, two veterans in the final four of Mortal Kombat. One of these two teams is in it just about every single year, and if you're one of these teams, you've only missed it one year in the last 11, and real excited to have both these guys on. We're going to have the owner of the Grand Poobahs, Chris Schneider, and also the owner of the Kraken, Alex Edwards, on for an exclusive interview for primetime, only worthy 
of former champions and consistent final four contestants. And now, welcoming to the final four, yet again, the sixth time, uh, we bring in three-time champ, Mr. Alex of the Kraken. Live from Florida. Are we in Florida? Yes, we are in Florida. We are on the beach in Fort Myers. Where, um, now, do you live in Fort Myers? No, I live in Hope Sound, Florida. I, so why, why are you, who lives in Fort Myers? My in-laws. Oh, where do they live? Uh, on the beach in Fort Myers. Like in the, in a house on the beach? Yes. Yeah, no, just winning, winning at life in every way. Okay. <laughs> just, just a reminder. Well, welcome back. You're back in the Final Four. Absolute ass-kicking. Dominated uh, Forrest in every way that we thought, plus then some. 144 points. Derrick Henry, uh, the trade of the year, gets game ball. Now you go to the Final Four. You're taking on Justin. How good do you feel about this being your year? I, I feel like it's uh, it's almost in the bag, and it's just like right there on the precipice. And I think it's really just about bringing it home. And obviously, like it's not something new for my team and my my uh, my my house. And I'm I'm used to kind of having the Gronk by me, so I, I think I'm ready just to bring it back. Well, if you do win the Gronk, are you willing to nominate me as uh, assistant coach of the year? For basically giving you all your players, yeah, I think that was um, that was some good um, backdoor trading. I know that I owe you. I think the deal in the Russian league, the Russian division is like you help me out now, and I help you out in like two years. So right, I rub yeah, I rub so. your cock, you rub mine, or I rub exactly. your cock, you suck mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Now I want to I want to touch on that a little more. The part before the dicks. Uh, are you you want to touch dicks? You want to touch our dicks too? We're referring. <laughs> we are referring to the Travis Kelsey trade midseason yep. uh, that had some collusion, uh, claims of collusion, and ballot stuffing. Will you finally take this moment to admit, Ryan and Alex, that the trade was made to derail the Grand Poobahs and give Alex a chance to win the Gronk, and 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 that there was some collusion involved? Honestly, we were never really worried about the Grand Poobahs. It was all about trailing the HMDs from making the championship run. So we knew if we kick them out of the playoffs, there's no chance that they will ever take home the ground. Yeah, in true Russian fashion, this was just all about keeping as many Trumpers out as possible. We thought by doing this trade that, you know, realistically I was, as you'll see, moving forward in the loser's bracket, beefing up my team more and we had an, a, an idea in place that we could have a full on playoff of all Russian division teams. Granted, I didn't end up holding up my end of the bargain, but if that really could have happened, if I could have gone on a playoff run there. So that really had nothing to do with the grand poobahs whatsoever. And I honestly, if I was, if my memory wasn't so foggy from smoking so much pot in my day, I would probably swear on my left nut that the Poobahs were never even brought up during our trade talks. Yeah, somewhat they're somewhat ir- irrelevant. So I, I know like there's historically they've been good, but it's really like a lot of those stats are just like from seven, eight years ago. 
So also yeah. one or two years ago. They're from every year because every year they're good. Uh, well, we'll table that. Might be fuel for the future if we get the dream matchup. And speaking uh, of left nuts, scenario. let's talk about your opponent. Justin. Justin. Team Raiden. Uh, the the champions of the Trump division. The only uh, team worth shit in the Trump division. Uh, coming in a very strong team, and right now uh, we're <laughs> coming at a coming in with one nut. Coming in with one. <laughs> we're, nut. we're looking at a fifty-six percent win probability for the Kraken. Uh, so yeah. a little close here. Um, what are your thoughts? Are you nervous? Do you feel like there's a threat here between you and Raiden? Uh, do you really? I mean, I mean, tell us a little bit about your mindset coming into this final four matchup. You no, lost sure. in the final four last year. Less, less yeah, I'm sure everyone's aware, though. Like, like Team Raiden, the best they've got is they're shooting blanks. So <laughs> you can you can put you can put projections out there, but at the end of the day, shooting blanks, we're not worried. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can call it shooting blanks. What I'll call it is a Week Nine matchup in which Team Raiden beat the Kraken 101-3 to 91-5. Virtually the entire roster that you still have rolling out today lost to this team uh, when they were hit pretty heavy with the bye weeks. What are you going to do differently to bring home a win and advance to Mortal Kombat again for the uh, fourth time? Uh, I don't know. We're really just focused on the playoffs now, so not too worried about what happened in the regular season. Regular season doesn't really matter at this point. I've, I've showed that I can finish in the playoffs. I've taken on the ground three times, and that don't think the Raiden. I don't think. I really don't think he's ever seen the trophy. So that, that actually a fact. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got one. I got one last thing, uh, and then we'll let you go. We know you got to go to bed on East Coast time. Um, you're camped out in Tampa to bring the Gronk to Gronk. Uh, let's. If you win this game, what, are, we, are you willing to put some wager on it? You seem pretty confident. Uh, we're going to have Justin on in a little bit, hopefully. What do you have? Uh, what's your bet? What do you offer? What is your mm-hmm. wager? If you win, blank. If you lose, blank. If I win, then I have the option to switch places with Justin in draft position next year. No. And if you win, he has the option to switch places with me in draft position for next year. Ooh, wow, that's a pretty I good like bet. This. The winner gets to take precedent on the draft position in the to be yep. determined uh, draft. I like this. I okay. think this is a good skin in the game. Very nice. Yep. All right. I think it's playoff time, and it's time to nut up or shut up. So it, it, <laughs> no, 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 pun, no pun intended, right? Or pun uh, intended? No pun intended. All right. So final score prediction. What do you got? Um. So really, I'll just I'll put a spread out there. I'm saying 15 points for the Kraken, but nothing to do with the bet. Straight up bet, win by point one, you win. So I'm projecting a 15 point win, but a win's a win. And who are you going to be playing in Mortal Kombat 11? Uh, I think it's gonna be Bryce. Like honestly, I think I think he's got the better team. I think uh, we're really just banking on him setting a good lineup and really just making sure he's got a full lineup. And I think he can easily take home the victory on that side of the bracket. 
All right. If you were to give wow. if you were to give Justin one piece of advice moving forward after he loses, what would it be to solve his his losing problems? I, w- I would probably say try to switch places with someone in the division, so that way he's not stuck over on the Trumpers. He can join his place in the Russians, and I think you have a lot better chance of taking one home. And and who in the who in the Russian division do you think would be willing? to uh, jump ship and, and go be maybe a spy in the Trump division? I think Jared would be a good person for that. So I think if we could get kind of an, kind of swap Jared in, he kind of nestles in with the Trumpers, and really we all know he's still a, he's still a Russian guy. Nice. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Go get, uh, go get your dick rubbed and, and fall asleep, and, and uh, have a good day off tomorrow, man. We appreciate you coming on, Thanks. and good luck this week. Thanks, guys. Always- and congratulations on having sperm in your semen. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you guys. Mm-hmm. Walking in the line. Mm-hmm. Car goes up. Mm-hmm. Car goes down. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ah. And welcome <laughs> the legend, the m- possibly the GOAT, the Michael Jordan possibly, of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League, if you ask him, owner of the Grand Poobahs, Chris Schneider. Chris, welcome to the show, I guess? Yes, uh, great to be on the show. It's, uh, I don't think I've ever been a guest on the show, so uh, thanks for finally having me on. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think you've ever been a guest, so it is great to have you, and uh, we're going to treat you as one, so... Uh, first things first, um, what's uh, when when trying to produce a child, what does one do to make sure that they're having a boy versus a girl? How did you do that? Uh, great question. So I was definitely on top for the boy. Uh, I don't remember with the girl. Um, I think the biggest key is if you want a boy, have him in Dallas, Texas. And if you want a girl, you should consummate in Missouri. Okay, perfect. And so um, since you have had the second child, um, yes. you have fallen off a little bit in your, I guess, oh, act- activeness, uh, but not huh? in fantasy football. So would you say that you are putting too much time and energy um, into fantasy football and, and you're kind of taking – Two, there's only the kind of main objectives in your day are taking care of your children, your wife, and fantasy football, and you've kind of let everything else fall off. So is, is has the order of importance and in, in kind of the aspect of things that you look in life, has that changed a little bit? Are you letting other things that used to be important to you drop off just to hang on for dear life of the energy that you have left? in you to try to compete for another championship, almost like a Joe Montana to the Kansas City Chiefs. Ryan, I'm not going to lie. That question was so long, I kind of lost the trajectory of it. But uh, I guess I can answer it this way. Um, look, fantasy football is number one. I treat it as such. I take care of it. I have a daughter, and then I go 9-0. First, first time any team leased on 9-0 uh, since, since Matt pulled that off in, in years one and two. I don't know if he actually went nine and zero, but he went twelve and two. Uh, and and my marriage is great. I got a new job. Um, 
I feel like I'm kicking ass in every way. I just go to bed a little earlier because I wake up a little earlier. I'm up at 5, 6 a.m., so I go to bed at 8, 9 p.m. Uh, the person that I question is somebody who got married and then proceeded to go to an 11 uh, and just make horrible decision after horrible decision. Uh, and then also uh, got, got his uh, edge back in the group text, so to speak, you know, taking a little testiness and then not not to mention uh, got a Republican removed from White House. So I think if anybody's lost their edge this year, it's Ryan post marriage. Yeah, that that might be true. Um, and you'll have to excuse my questioning because I've had two highball glasses full of pink Whitney uh, before we started this interview. <laughs> so I'm starting to slow down in my brain a little bit. But I do want to ask, you know, last year you had a down year. Um, obviously, it wasn't a, a very Poobah-esque year. It was almost like the Patriots this year. Uh, without Tom Brady, uh, what was the key to turning it around in such a dominant way from going from such a poor performance to almost a, a, a Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs-esque performance? Yeah, you know, last year we actually, uh, if we didn't score more total points, last year we got pretty damn close. Uh, we had 10 100-point games this year, we only had nine. Uh, so I think a lot of it, you know, to attest to what Matt Davis preaches is luck. Um, but then a lot of it is actually having Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's he's the guy we put our eggs in his basket. He won us an MVP award. Uh, he's the best there is. There's nobody close, and it's great to have him on our team. Um, and he's really guided us this year. We got a little colder at the end, lost our first game during bye weeks, which was expected, uh, and then didn't really show up that well two of the last three weeks. It was a little disappointing, but uh, – you know, we've, we've got a challenge this week that we've got to show up for it and, uh, you know, and really make some things happen uh, to get to a championship game. Uh, and it's all going to start with Mahomes. As long as Patrick shows up and does his thing, we're always going to be in it. Uh, so we really need him to perform. We, we caught a huge break last week having a bye week during his uh, rough first half against the Dolphins. So tell me, how much of your fantasy success do you attribute to the amount of time that it takes you to take a dump? You know, I actually schedule my shits around making adjustments. So uh, Tuesdays, I make my waiver claims on the dumper. Anytime I tweet stuff out from the league Twitter, it's on the dump. Um, You know, I set my lineups on the John. I mean, that is the office. My fantasy football office, Grand Poobah's headquarters, is whatever shitter I have. Um, in, In both houses I've owned, I made sure there was a door to the bathroom just the toilet so that I could have full privacy uh, and make decisions and not let anybody potentially sneak in and steal information. And as a known cigar aficionado, do you have a cigar picked out for a victory smoke if you do end up winning the Gronk this year? I do. Uh, We actually uh, pretended to strike a partnership that is actually real uh, with the Rocky Patel Cigar Company, uh, we did Victory Cigar of the Year. Uh, we did not anticipate going 9-0. and We only had uh, six Rockies in our humidor at the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, we've restocked, and we tried to tie each one to a specific victory. And so I do have the championship smoke. Um, should we be able to pull it off? And I've got a Final Four smoke. Should we be able to pull it off? Uh, but it's been a little bit since we've had a Victory Cigar. So we definitely got to take care of business 
uh, on the cell phone in the digital world during the week uh, before we can really enjoy that Tuesday night victory smoke. And and when you do that, um, have you considered the fact that you would be the first man in Mortal Kombat history to wrap his lips around a spherical or cylindrical object um, after a victory um, since Tony Burr? Um, you know, I haven't put much thought into that. Uh, it would have been you, but you don't win any damn games. Um, but uh, but no, we'll uh, we'll enjoy it. It'll, we'll savor every last every last suck on that uh, cigar. That that's great. Um, so tell me this. Um, you know, when you're in a pinch and, and you're nervous, um, do you have any superstitions? You know, during your matchups that you revert to if you're down and, and you're feeling a little uneasy about a game, um, because that might need to be broken out this week against your opponent. The Tiger Kings, who who have a really good matchup against you. Yeah, no, no superstitions. Uh, you know, we, we we definitely like to uh, stick with our starters. Well, that's a boring uh, fucking answer. So let's move on to uh, your your <laughs> opponent. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, the Tiger Kings? Word are in camp that you do have some disgruntlement coming into the game on your team there's some members of the squad that do think that the tiger kings can beat you and have that mentality what are your thoughts on that yeah well you know like keep guys humble keep them scared um you know uh we'll slip into the john gruden coach voice here gotta keep everybody fresh man you know uh these are really good football players you know darren waller take them a tight end for the for the tiger kings okay gotta make sure to contain him going downfield See, if he starts to put up a lot of points, he really win you a football game, man. Uh, but no, I think uh, they got a lot of players we like. Darren Waller, Stephon Diggs. Uh, you know, we traded him Todd Gurley. I think it's going to be important to not take them for granted. And uh, I will say this is the biggest game of the year, and we feel it coming in. Uh, but we're pretty confident. You know, we're going to make some good decisions. We got some gamers. They'll show up to play. And as long as everybody plays up their potential, we should. Uh, we, we should put ourselves in a pretty good position. But, I mean, hats off to Bryce for, you know, just kicking some ass. You talk mad shit on him. He lost every fucking player to injury, uh, and he still made the playoffs and made the Final Four. And I'm proud of him. Uh, I brought him into the league uh, just like I brought your ass in here. And to see early success validates that decision, makes the league better. I just hope he fucking loses this week. Um, but we'll see. And, you know, my final question is, you know, as Bryce – is an avid tits man, and you're yeah. an avid ass man. This Love is ass. in the final four, tits the tits ass. versus ass matchup. If, yes. Are you all willing to, I guess, trade places or switch sides if the other one wins the game? So my question is, is this a bet? on tits or ass are you willing to only look at tits for an entire year if bryce wins and i guess on the flip side we got to find out is bryce willing to just be an ass guy for an entire year if you win the game yes absolutely uh if i lose i will willingly just be a, a tits guy for a year fair bet that's and, great. Uh, i'll take i'll take that punishment stride what size of nipples do you prefer Quarter size, pepperoni size, dime size. What what's in your wheelhouse? 
I've uh, time size seems weird. Uh, <laughs> yikes! I don't even understand if that's possible. Uh, any as long as uh, any. I mean, I don't know. I don't care. Okay, are you more of a a uh, nipple or an areola guy? Hmm, both. Okay. Uh, probably nipple. I would say nipple. That's where you know. That's kind of like the. You know, if you see the areola, it's like, uh, we're getting close. It's like the ass crack. Uh, but once you see the nipple, there's no doubt. That is, uh, that's a boob. It's an, uh, that's so, so you just referred so, to the ass crack as getting close. Do you eat a lot of ass? No, 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 no. Negative. Okay. Well, and that's every, disgusting. Do you? No, absolutely not. And that is yeah. uh, the Sorry. interview with the Grand Pooh Boss. Thank you very much. <laughs> To owner Chris Schneider for coming on. It's it's always a pleasure, sir. And uh, we hope to have you on for inter- uh, more interviews in the future. Just kidding. So you eat. And now it is time for our final four preview. Real quick, we're going to address the losers bracket. Uh, this is the week that we have seven versus nine, eight versus ten. It's the two winners from last week versus the two losers from last week. Matt versus Danny Ryan versus Tyler real quick I think Tyler runs away with his game against Ryan I think Matt <laughs> locks up I think Matt locks up win number two avoiding the forest Danny falls to one and one and and Tyler jumps up to one and one absolutely no fucking way Tyler is one of my only victories of the year he's one of the only teams I can beat that's definitely going down I'm gonna beat him again and then uh, with the HMD versus Cocaine, that's easy. HMD is going to win. He should be a playoff team. And Danny sucks is worse. Uh, I mean, the joke has just run its course. Danny lives in fucking butthole Clinton, and he works for butthole MoDOT and his team's butthole. So team HMD all the way. There you have it. Let's move on to the real reason we're here, the final four matchups. Our first matchup, we're going to go seating order. We've got the game that is live right now as we watch this. The Grand Poobahs at the one seed versus the five seed Tiger Kings. Second half just kicked off a Thursday night football. Darren Waller already hauling in a 40-yard touchdown pass. Uh, and the Tiger Kings currently have 14 on the board here on Thursday night. Projected close one, uh, but the Poobahs are still favored. Yeah, 53% chance of winning for the Grand Poobahs right now. And uh, you still have some lineup decisions to make. I mean, you still got Miles Sanders in there over Zeke and J.K. Dobbins. And, I mean, you and Cole Beasley. Like, I, I, you got a lot of stuff moving around still. You got decisions to make, whereas the Tiger Kings have a solid lineup going of guys that are consistent going into this week. It's going to be a really, really tough call. And I'm going to play this one on matchups alone. And with that being said, I am going to go with the Grand Poobahs going into their championship game for uh, how many championships would this be? This would be seven appearances. Seven appearances for the seventh time in 11 years. They're the Patriots of the league. You can't get a you can't bet a bent. Uh, wow, I am fucking wasted. 
You cannot <laughs> bet against them like you can't bet against Tom Brady. And, uh, and unless he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that time has not come yet for the Grand Poobahs. Unfortunately for the Tiger Kings, their run ends here. Even though I'll be rooting for them, I just don't think they can overcome the star power um, and so many weapons on the opposite side of the football this week. Yeah, I think everybody's rooting for the Tiger Kings. We can feel it. Um, you know, it, it, this can be a tough one. We, You know, do we bench Zeke uh, and ride the hot hand of Cam Akers? Is Julio going to show up or are we going to be forced to play Curtis Samuel on a Saturday versus waiting on Sunday with Julio? Bryce sniping us this week with the T.Y. Hilton claim, uh, which throws another wrench in. And is George Kittle going to play? And if he does, do we bench Gronk for him? There's a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, we feel confident in our defensive matchup. We, we scouted that out a few weeks back. Uh, Cam Akers is hot. Devontae Adams is playing the best football of his life. And Patrick Mahomes uh, is the league MVP. It's going to be close. It's going to be the toughest game of the year. Uh, I'm not going to pick against myself. Uh, I know you're doing the reverse psychology bullshit. I think we pull this out. I think we sweat it out. Um, and, and I think it, it's going to be one of those games, 106 to 101. Uh, we inched out. Uh, but I think that, that, that we this is a team that is deserving to play for a championship as long as we can take care of our staff. Next, we have the Kraken at the three seed, the LZ Raiden at the two seed. In what might be the matchup of the year, Kraken got a 56% chance of winning this one right now. Uh, but really balanced across the board. Both teams have some surprise players for this year. It seems as though one of these teams is a little bit stronger at this point in the year than the other. Yeah, um, I mean, it's pretty obvious who I'm pulling for in this game. It's easy. I've got to go with the Russian division and the Kraken. We would like to see nothing else but the Kraken and the Grand Poobahs in the championship. And, or, I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. As long as it's the Kraken and the Raiden don't get in the championship. And the reason for this is because I don't know if you all remember, but one of my early season bets of the week was that if there is a Trump division champion, then I'm going to not not only allow my wife to slap me across the face as hard as possible, but I will also let that champion from the Trump division slap me across the face as hard as possible and there's no way in hell that I want that to become closer of an option I do not want to be slapped by Justin I do not want to be slapped by my wife so dear God please Alex please (laughs) fucking win this game I'm going to have to say uh, I'm rooting for for Justin here we would love to see him back in the championship uh, after a, a long uh, hiatus, but Alex's team is is awesome. They got the X Factor, Derrick Henry, the playoff king. Jonathan Taylor's playing awesome. And Justin Jefferson could have been the rookie of the year. Travis Kelsey is the top receiver and would have been league MVP if he was on a winning team for most of the year. Uh, Justin, meanwhile, has to start JD McKissick uh, at the flex position due to some COVID. And uh, the fact that CeeDee Lamb is on a shitty Cowboys team. So really, I think Raiden's had a great year. I think their run stops here. Alex moves on to the championship. And, and 
what I'm pulling for, it would be a cracking Grand Poobahs championship, which could be the biggest championship matchup of all time. But we'll have to wait one more week to find that out. I hope that that's the case because that would possibly be the most fun championship episode of all time. And I am slurring, so it is time (laughs) to make my lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. My lock of the week is cracking over the Raiden, L-O-Z Raiden. Not the easiest lock of the week I've had all year, but it's the lock of the week. He's on fire. There's no denying him right now. He caught hot at the exact right time. Cracking to the championship against the Poobahs. That's my prediction. Is the lock of the game or the or the matchup? What? Did you lock make your lock of the week a game or the lock of the week the matchup? I guess lock of the fuck it. Lock of the week is the game. This is the last opportunity, so I'm I'm going with two of them. The Kraken okay. versus the Poobah is my lock of the week for the championship game. That's who it's gonna be. It's gonna be a matchup of the decade. Possibly the greatest championship matchup we've ever had here in the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League. We'll find out next week on when we see you on the next episode when I'm more sober on the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Chris for coming on this week. And we will be back with another fantastic championship episode next week. We'll see you guys then. We out.